Get that fun feeling in the morning. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast today. Great to have your company on our brand new B105 app. I did get a few uh, people messaging saying that uh, during the show we said this is going to be in the podcast mm. um, and they were confused. So hopefully they've found it. Oh, yes. So we're going to talk about how you can improve girls' self-esteem. What do they think? We meant like teacher's pet or something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But you you, sh- you should hear that in the podcast, mm. right? Yes, that'll be in the podcast. It's yes. very interesting. How this, to raise, is the, this is a podcast. Help to raise girls. What's your, mm. what's your favorite point that you remember? Um, I like the one about the appearance letting, cause I think, I know my daughter loves to dress herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she also has this funny thing at the moment where if she gets a new shirt, she doesn't want to take the tag off it. Oh, so the tag's so she, hanging at the back, like she's going to return <laughs> that might it. might be the new thing, like the cats. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But, but I, and she'll always say to me, am I pretty? Do you like it? But yeah. that's because I think she actually genuinely likes fashion. Yeah. But I think it, as you said, it is important not to be all about appearance. You it's don't go, oh be, yes, you look pretty. You go, I can't believe that you dressed yourself yeah. so amazingly. The way mm. you put on everything is just I'd brilliant. Like You've got a really eye for details. How did you get the colours together? She, she'd be like, whatever, Daddy. But but I do agree with but that. But as she gets older. Yeah. 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 Because I, I just, I know that sounds funny. You can tell a girl how beautiful she is. She'll date one guy who says something different and mm. she's not going to remember anything you taught her growing up. Well, you, you know, and you've just attached that the only thing that's important is yeah. her being pretty, which it's bugger all not. My wife says it now. I could give my wife like a thousand compliments mm. and she's just said, n- n- it's just like Teflon. Mm. Yeah. Just bounce, you know. Mm. But it's even when, you know, like your wife might go, oh my God, I feel really fat in this and stuff like this. Go, that's actually a private conversation that we can have, not in front of the children. Mm. Good luck. It's <laughs> all right. I always say to my wife, I like your round bits. They're my, my favourite bits. Okay. Do I like them? Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about what you've achieved today, yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. You've achieved so much. What? Take those clothes off and prove to me what you're saying. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Yes, you're a very simple man with simple pleasures. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> it's true. It's not May you get laid today. He has to. Yeah. I did last night as well. Okay. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so did I. But that's annoying. Why? It's a because... different story. Because it's like the same guy over there. Like mm. I came home and I just had so much to do. And he's like, mm. do you want to have a shower with me? And I was like, no, I want to have a shower. I don't want to have a shower with you. I don't want to have like, I don't want to do it in the shower. I just want to shower. And he's like, you know what you need? I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know that you're going to tell me what you need. He goes, the I know. more you keep saying it, the more I think you need it. I was like, I don't need any, like... You need to relax. Let me relax you. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll give you a and massage. And I was annoyed at myself because I gave in and then after I was like, see, you enjoy it. <laughs> but I still have to do the dishes. <laughs> if you did the dishes, I would have enjoyed it even more. That's funny. I Sorry, went home I and said the same... I went home and said the same thing to Esther. <sighs> she goes, but it's your birthday tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, so I'll take one in advance. Yeah. And then put it on, put it on tick. Mm. Anyway, he just doesn't give in. That's what it's like. Mm. It's more like, oh, Persistence right. does Look what you've off. achieved today, Scotty. <laughs> you ground me down. <laughs> Here's the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I just want to get close Did the uh, grocery shopping yesterday. I find it quite relaxing. I think you like it because you like to go every day, don't you? Uh, if I need a little rundown, oh, we're out of cheese. Don't mind doing that. But this was the uh, big shop. This is the one that'll last for like a week and a half, two weeks. Can I ask how much? Oh, for two weeks? Mm. That's impressive. No, a he goes to the shop in between shop. though. Yeah, yeah. but so little he goes things. every second day. Yeah. But then, okay. How much do you spend if it's a big shop? I'm obsessed with finding out what people spend. Oh. You would just say yes, though. Yeah, I know. I was just there yesterday, but here's why I don't know how much the shopping was. Because when I went to do the shopping, and bear in mind, yes, it was a big shop. A full trolley, you know, big shop. Mm. Decent, decent load. Mm-hmm. Had to have you know, that thing where halfway through I'm going, do I have enough green bags for this? Am I going to have to buy a green bag? Mm, I think I There's think always guilt in that, isn't there? Yeah. You're like, I've got 50 got under them under the sink at home. At home. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I went to go to the checkout, and um, there was no one there. At the conveyor belt once. So I had to take an entire trolley full of shopping to the self-serve. Can you just stand there? Because they get someone to come. I stood there for a minute and then no one was coming. 
And then I walk past, I walk down, and you know that's not how I roll. <laughs> and then I walk past. <laughs> Did you go with the logical thing and no, say, hey, no. can anyone serve me? No, I walk past the uh, self-serve, not the self-serve, the expressy one. But that doesn't really have the... I needed the conveyor belt. So you did your passive I need help, which is really just looks like you're shopping still. No. What I did was I took my entire two-week worth of shopping into the self-serve, which posed a few problems. Yeah. Because what's one of the things you can't do when you've started that process? You can't remove anything yes. from the bagging area. So you've got to stack it up like Jenga to make sure it's all got the, the right amount of the weight and stuff. No, what I had to do was pay for it Three times. Ah, <laughs> that's actually I not bad. That's so, pretty good. I learnt the other day, do you know that you can remove a bag? But do you need the assistant no, to come over with their card? there's a feature in it where at one time after really? you do that, you can remove a bag. Because I did the same because I was like, wait a minute, there's only like self-checkout. Yeah. So I've got a big um, thing. Uh, Isn't there a limit? Yeah. She said, no, it's COVID. There's no limit. Like, we want you to help yourself. Mm, I was right. like, oh. But yeah, she was showing me that it was a feature, and I can't for the life of me remember God, that you were allowed it. to remove the bag after yeah. that. Because also, I mean, normally there when be I... someone there to help you at the checkout, self checkout though. Yeah, but all he was doing was coming over every it's say time. three or two minutes when mm. it went bagging thing removed from bagging area. Yeah. Please place thing in bagging area because I was also the thing I had to do was the jenga. I had to stack it so the eggs weren't going to get the bread wasn't going to get squashed. So I'd put something in the bag and then I go, oh, actually, I'm going to put a can on there that should go on the bottom. I take it out of the bag. Yeah. The thing had beat going. You have removed something from the baggage area and, I'm like, uh, and by that stage I was way too invested like if someone had to come up and they're like are you right do you need help I would have gone no this is how I do it every week I'm training to be a checkout chick to be <laughs> honest and I think I'm getting it down pat and it those was, machines they're such pissy little things they do it they say it to you with such attitude mm. are you, you bringing know? your own bags yeah of course I am yes remove I item scanned a bag from the bagging area and how then, about some manners you mole and then when you don't it's like remove item I, yeah, from yeah. the bagging area now you've just called it a mole I want a different voice why <laughs> Is it the girls nagging? No, that's <laughs> you, if so you don't want to stand up. From the baggage oh, are you bringing your own bag? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's that, that poor woman cops all the heat for it. Well, here you go. People have called up 131060, if mm. you know, because I remember the lady saying to me that you can remove a bag mm. at a certain point right. and you put it into the trolley. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, you know we, what voice we do need for it? Have you removed something from the baggage area? <laughs> <laughs> you know you're not meant to. Duh. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Can you make a hotline ring? You can ask us anything. 131060, we'd love to hear from you during first calls. Luke in North Lakes. What do you want hey, to say? How you going, guys? Hey. I uh, just got a story following Maddie's thing about bugs growing in the skin yesterday. Oh, there was a folklore, and the folklore was that there was a cockroach um, eggs that got into someone's tongue and then grew, and we wanted to know... Can animals live inside? <laughs> well, I'm no doctor, but I heard that blood carries oxygen and a bit of um, mm-hmm. water as well, so mm-hmm. you never know. But my mate in Bundy, when I was playing footy, we got dry grass up there, and they've got all that seedy grass that goes during the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he got a got a big cut on his leg during one of the games. And then we went out, got on the drink, and he didn't clean it up properly. And then two weeks later, he went to the doctors because he was in pain and they've noticed that he had an infection and one of the seeds was growing inside his leg. No way. He had turf growing out of his cut. It's like a dream of of yours. (laughs) So that's unbelievable. It wasn't seeding enough. Like, it wasn't fully growing, but like, you know, said it was starting to happen. Like, yeah. He was a chia pet. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what you were saying, Manny, that you need oxygen, or Stav was saying it, but if if it's what Luke has said, and we do have to chat to a doctor about it, if it's what Luke's saying, there's oxygen... Mm. In your blood, so yeah. makes sense. But then, but in, in a and human, then, if if you were if there was a pool of blood mm. and you were in it, you you wouldn't be able to breathe in it. You would drown. No, 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 no. Parasites they just they attach. Work differently. They're different. Very different. Yeah, I don't know. See, that's what we're saying. We're saying if a bug's in your ear, there's an opening, so they're getting oxygen. But if the skin's growing you, over the bug egg, and then the bug hatches, there's no oxygen for it to breathe when it's out. You're you're aware that like. Cockroaches don't have like lungs and kidneys and they're very different animals. Like it's all don't they have lungs? It's no. like I didn't. I'm not aware of that. I thought they would have some sort of like they have like different anatomy than us, though. Yeah, yeah of course yeah. they're different. Yeah, they're, they're, right. But yeah, what yeah, affects yeah, us like, doesn't but... affect it. It's like I used to have a duck that used to eat toadstools and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. I used to get yum. But if we do it, we die. You know I mean? We get it's off different... our jobs. <laughs> are you saying? Is that you saying you had a duck that couldn't get high? So no, it couldn't get high, but I'm saying that's. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that? 
They couldn't get high. Yeah. Because it quacked the same. Honestly, in South Australia, where yeah. I grew up, yeah. it was legal to grow plants yeah. until a certain height. height. Yeah. Yes. So uh horticulture family. Mm. Yeah. But that was that was legal back then, thank you very much. Michael and a duck ate them. Michael in Forest Lake. Welcome to our biology lesson. <laughs> what would you like <laughs> to discuss today? <laughs> Um, I was just calling up for Woolworths and Coles. If you wait till the light goes green, you can take your bags off. Yes, that's what it on is. The on the self serve, yeah. Yeah, on the self serve. One of the ladies that worked there told me. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's what, so. Then once it goes green, you're allowed to take the bag off, put it in your trolley, mm. and then start again. Well, that's information I could have been told yesterday. <laughs> but thank you. How long do you have to, like, does it have to be sitting idle for a certain amount of time? No, if you just look at down the bottom, I think it's on the bottom right, it, mm. once it goes green, then mm. you can pick it up and move it, but it's just you try to move it before it's done that. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. fair enough. All right. Laurie. From Laurie. Laurie, sorry, Laurie. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter's got a theory. How are you going, guys? Good. Good. Right. That's good. My daughter's got a theory. Um, she knows who the masked singer is, the dragonfly. Oh, okay. Oh, what were the clues for the dragonfly? The clues were um, she may be classically trained, mm. but she's um, known throughout the world for her other moves. Uh-huh. Who Can you have a guess? I'll tell you. Okay, yeah. my daughter's classically trained in ballet full-time. Mm-hmm. So she came home and she says it's Emma Wiggle. Emma Wiggle. Oh, that's a good guess. Oh, that is a great guess. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Th- she says she's got the same physique. Yeah. And I haven't heard a thing though yet on mm. the um, Mars Singer, mm. but I think she's spot on. Because I think the other theory going around with the dragonfly is uh, Kate Miller Heike. But, but why, why is hers is. all? Yeah, why is she known all around the world? Eurovision. Eurovision. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. But yeah, I reckon no, Emma she, Wiggle but, but, as well. You haven't heard Emma her. Wiggle because yeah. she did a relevé up mm. in fifth position, and mm. then she did a Karoo, which is a classically trained ballet move. Right. And I know that because we have a, I own a dance manufacturing business, Australian. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Well, there you go. I right. hope it's Emma Wiggle. She'd be great. Because I was saying, you, you've only heard her sing like nursery rhymes and the mm. Wiggle songs. Mm. To belt out a tune, I reckon it'd be interesting to hear. I don't know die if you'd be able to... Die, dicky, do, dum, die, dum, day. Die, dicky, do, dum, die, dum, day. She sings that from kindy to our house every single day. Oh, I haven't heard that Wiggle song. Haven't you? It's no. On, it's on Spotify. I have an mm. Emma playlist for Eden. It's the only thing that keeps it quiet. Because oh, she does home. her own show, her own um, spin-off show. The others yeah. tried to do it. Well, no, it's yeah, popular. Mm. Stephen, in Bray Park, what do you want to talk about in first calls? Yeah, morning, guys. Hey. I just wanted to talk about the fast food when you go into the drugstores. But there are certain ones that don't have the full menu on the boards and you sit there in the drive-thru and they go, what do you want next? And, you, and you've got like five different kinds of packs on there. You know, they don't yeah. have everything on there anymore. I've noticed that too, Steve. And the other thing is too, because it does scroll through a little bit, but if they ask you what you want, sorry, you, you can't wait for it to scroll to the right screen mm. for you. I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, just, I just tell them, I'll wait until I see something. <laughs> what do you mean scrolls? Isn't it just printed on the screen? As in the, the display goes oh. through, yeah, yeah. the digital display. Yeah. yeah. You know, back in the day when I was at Macca's, those ones actually you had to walk out into the drive-through and with a key and right. unlock it and spin the cartridge around, and but you had to really? do it. At, remember, ten thirty, you yeah. would finish ma- would finish oh, breakfast, yeah. and as you do it, you would see like three cars who were lined up, thinking they'd just made it in for breakfast, uh-huh. and they'd wind down their windows. But no, nah, man, I've been lined up for five minutes. <laughs> would you give it to them? Yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. still give them breakfast, but <laughs> you'd have to like at ten thirty if you hadn't if you weren't already in the line of the drive-through. Mm. And we spun the cartridge. Time was up. Wow. I wonder what they used to do with petrol as well. Remember, they used to go out and manually do mm. it. But if you're already filling up, yeah. do you get whatever is going up yeah. already? Yeah. <laughs> Cinemas, they all used to have to get up there. Yeah. Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Stav, Abby and Matt's $10,000 Alpha Bucks. Brisbane's B105. 30 minutes before each game, we give you answers to make it easier. The money is back. 7 and 8 a.m. every single morning with us win $10,000. God, that feels good to say. Let's get it on, everybody. Courtney, you've had your coffee. You're ready to go. Oh, my God. Hello. Hey. I'm very, <laughs> very excited. $10,000. What do you need most at the moment? 
Oh, honestly, my mom's been really struggling with this whole lockdown thing, and I've been pretty stoked waiting for the 10 grand to come back, so hopefully I can help her out if that, if I'm lucky enough. Yes. Well, you know that you get $50 for each correct answer at least, and say pass if you can't think quickly, um, and each answer needs to start with the letter uh, the letter P this morning. P for play. Mm-hmm. All right, Courtney, here we go. Good luck. Your time will start when I finish the first question, which is... Name something you use at work. Pen. Name an Australian city. Uh, Perth. Name a type of bird. Pelican. Name a currency. Pence. Name an actor. Pass. Name a cocktail. Pass. Name a hobby. Name a cartoon character. Peter Pan. Name a car brand. Pass. Ooh. Ooh. You were good. Very good. <laughs> I got three hundred dollars. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. That will help out with um, bills. Well done. The ones that you passed on, um, name an actor. You could have Paul Rudd for a cocktail. You could have Pina Colada. Um, Yeah, and for car brand Peugeot. But you did get $300, which is amazing. Thank you so much, guys. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Thank you, Beyonce. You would have seen uh, yesterday, it's been happening for uh, a, a couple of days where it's a hashtag challenge accepted and women all over the world have been posting uh, photos in black and white of themselves oh, and yes. they're nominating other women and it's women supporting women. There's Jennifer Anderson doing it. There's celebrities all over the world that have got involved and a lot here in Brizzy as well. You did one on um, the B105 page mm. yesterday. with the oh, did I? Big microphone yeah. <laughs> in front of you. Yes. Yeah, they, they, they reposted yours. I got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> With your uh, permission. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I just think it's a, a good reminder for us to support other women, and we don't always do it because there's jealousy involved, there's cattiness. It just it happens, but it's a good reminder. And there is a concern of it because they're now saying that a quarter of all girls um, will experience symptoms of depression by the age of 14. Mm. And they're saying that those numbers are going up and they're trying to find out why there is so much low self-esteem at that age for females where it's not compared to males. Mm-hmm. So at the time of birth, um, neurosurgeons have done, um, neurobiologists have done uh, research to say that brains are similar. That, I mean, they're same at birth. There's no difference between right. male and female. By the time they get to adolescence, hugely different. Oh. And they're saying that this is why we need to be aware of how we're bringing up females. So I'm going to read uh, some points that a group of psychiatrists have got together and have worked out how you can bring self-esteem up in females okay. for young girls. So if you've got daughters, yeah. listen up. And I'd like, if you're a female, listen and see how much it affected you as a child. So number one is model body acceptance. So mums have such a huge impact. So never say, do my genes look fat in this? Even if you're not saying it to your daughter, mm. you shouldn't be saying it in the room to your husband or anyone else when they're around. And never say, oh, God, I've eaten so much pizza today. I can't eat dessert. I've mm. been so bad. So there's no good and bad food. You know, you just got to watch your relationship and how much you're affecting them. Could you, could you rephrase that, though, and be like, oh, I've eaten heaps today. I'm so full. Rather than, like, I can't eat that because mm. I've eaten too much or, you know. You is can. It? You yeah. can. But you kind of want, like, I want to fuel my body the best today. Mm. So I'm going to choose that. That's a better way of saying it. Um, and make sure that your daughter is media literate. I think this is so important. Watch TV with them. Watch TikTok and say, hey, you know that girl? Mm. Great lighting. That's a filter. Um, that's Photoshopped. So that they're actually aware rather than just watching on YouTube and going, oh, my God, they're so pretty. I'm not like them. So make sure that you are aware of it. Don't raise your, raise your daughter to be a pleaser. I think you're doing great with your... Uh... <laughs> no, no, yeah. she, she has absolutely no desire to please men, my three-year-old daughter. But also ask what she wants and then honour it. You know, mm-hmm. what would you like to wear today? I'd love to wear those shoes. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. They look great. Um, make sure they start a team sport early. Yeah. So they've done research and a lot of girls aren't doing it these days to say that girls who play team sports have higher self-esteem. There's a direct correlation because they're looking mm-hmm. at other females um, for their values mm-hmm. and their strengths as opposed to then looking at guys as well mm. for it. Um, there's one that's saying, don't borrow your daughter's clothes. Don't borrow? <laughs> don't borrow her clothes. 
Um, because oh, the mums. Well, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, me too. Like, huh? I was like, I haven't yet. <laughs> I wouldn't even fit into those Emma Gumboots. They're saying that you should, they should have their own style. Yeah, so don't definitely. borrow each other's clothes, mm, especially yeah. if you kind of go, they'll say, oh, mum's prettier or thinner than me. Mm. So you shouldn't actually do it. Um, direct your praise away from appearance. So don't ever say you look beautiful. You might be able to say you're beautiful, you've got a beautiful heart, but don't compliment on appearance. Mm. And if you really do and go, oh, my God, your hair's just so beautiful, you need to counteract with two compliments that are not appearance-related. Oh, two compliments, I was going to say. You're really beautiful, but you're still stupid. Uh, but <laughs> no, two no, compliments. no, don't neg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't neg your daughter. No, they're saying you need to build up skills, independence of appearance, mm. because they're so like, oh, you look beautiful. I look at you, when you go out, you look stunning, but it's more like, no, 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 no. You should be focusing on your reading is just brilliant. Mm. So it's qualities like that. Um, and they've also said uh, praise efforts rather than, like, you know, performance and appearance. Uh-huh. So make sure you do that. And also be careful of magazines that you have in your choice in your house and mm. also online these days as well. Um, they're saying that after 15 minutes they've done research, uh, looking at fashion magazine, your mood shifts from curiosity and enthusiasm to comparing and putting yourself down within 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty quick, isn't it? Mm. And lastly, don't trash talk other women in the household ever which might be hard if they've had a bad day with mm. someone at work, but they're saying also for, for the men in the house as well, mm-hmm. you should never comment on other people's appearance or like, oh, did you see her? She's put on weight. Mm. All of those trash talks at home. Do you want me to write them all down for you again? You look like you're fading. No, I'm going to get the podcast straight after the show. Listen to it all the way <laughs> all the way home. There is a couple for dads as well that I can put on the podcast. Well, mm. the dads can do all that as well. Mm. Mm. The main one is don't treat your daughter like a damsel in distress. Mm. I know that you like to be loved and you like to be able to solve them, but you need to try and not be like, hey, a guy's going to get that for you. Uh-huh. I say to my daughter, I go, I love you. She says, no, you don't. <laughs> I go, no, I do. She goes, you can love me then. So there's another one that I'm going to do for dad's self-esteem, which I think that would be, be great. That would be really <laughs> good, please. Yeah. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Insert your mind and find your secrets. Life's greatest secret. I have a delicious secret. There's a report out talking about how tensions were so high during lockdown that a lot of separations are going to happen uh-huh. when uh, people go, wait a minute. That didn't work out for us. We're actually better off <laughs> separate in different houses. And they've done the report, and it's the cost of separation report. Happy report, isn't it? Um, and they're saying that Australians are spending a whopping $45 million each year on divorce fees. Ooh. And that's $3.7 billion on legal costs. Whoa! Mm. So they're saying that it's so expensive to separate, and it's a reason why a lot of people don't. But then on a happier side... They are saying that 86% of people say, while it can be difficult, we're happy that we did it. The kids are better off. We're better off. Right. So it's just the initial Mm. getting through. Well, the the thing, though, with divorcing is I think a lot of the times one of the parties has divorced long before. Long beforehand. Mm. And so sometimes, you know, when you hear those people that go, it's a shock that they wanted to leave or, or whatever, or one always seems to be more organised with their lawyer. You know mm. what I mean? Like the law- how, Why is this lawyer so prepped on this? I've still got to look through the yellow pages to find mine. Well, they're saying that the first point of call for a lot of people before they tell their partner that they're not happy is to go and see a divorce lawyer. Really? Or a mediator. So that's the first point of call to make sure that everything's in place because they're saying that during the separation, it's so important to work out how to go about it. Mm. Because I know that my friend, um, when she was separating, she left the family home um, and she uh, went and stayed with her mum and dad and her son stayed with the the dad. Mm -hmm. And then the mediator was like, no, 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 you should have never left the family home. Mm. She's like, but I wasn't happy there. So it was all these things that she should have got her... And so does that sort of give him priority of the home? Well, then he was starting to pay for all the mortgages, right. have all proof of it. <clears throat> uh, if you do 12 months of extra payments than someone oh. else, then that seems like you're... Mm. Especially if, and if the child is happy in that house. In the house. family home, yeah. yeah. But she was saying that what did benefit um, my best friend is that she had a savings account mm. that she had saved up for her to leave. Or the exit account. Well, she said that they weren't happy. They, she said that she knew as soon as she was walking down the aisle. I'm mm. like, then I was the 
bridesmaid behind you. Well, like, why didn't you do something? Yeah, you stopped me from running away. He said, as soon as I looked at his face, I knew that we never should have went ahead with it. So, but what, what, oh. you're, what you're saying is all these years of our mining cats' non-joint bank accounts could turn around to bite me in the ass. Yeah, 100%. or her, or her, yeah, or her girlfriend. You're set up, ready to roll, yeah, but I don't always, want to leave. I think traditionally. <laughs> I think traditionally we always think it's the woman who didn't work as much and the man has the money, but in these days it can be either side. Mm. Oh, completely. You know, and that's what I guess it used to probably happen a lot too. A lot of women maybe decided not to leave because they were worried about their finances. Oh, heaps. Yeah. Heaps are just stuck. Yeah. yeah. But we went, went on 13, 10, 60. Did you have that exit plan? Did you have that bank account where, because for her, my best friend, she got to hire a top lawyer. And she wanted to do it even, like she did, but she went into the pro- um, the relationship with more property. How much money did she have in that account? Because if she did it, was doing it like setting yeah. up her net bank on their honeymoon. I think she had 30000 but I didn't realise every time she went to court, she had to pay, if you get like a high lawyer, mm. it was $1,000 mm. per certain amount of minutes. Yeah. Sometimes they'll charge you just like 500 bucks to reply to an email. Mm. Yeah, lawyers aren't cheap. Uh. And the, the cheap ones aren't good. No, that's correct. <laughs> yeah. If your divorce lawyer says no win, no fee, don't lock them in. I, I wouldn't suggest I'll do that. this one pro bono. I'm going to look around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on work experience, so I'd love I'd great. love to give it a crack. That would be my other problem. I'm so yeah. tight. I'd be like, great, yes. Robbo, the work experience guy, he's going to get me a sick divorce. Do you know I'm, how much is in each other's bank accounts? Uh, vaguely. Like Cat will sometimes say, I'm running a bit low because I'm waiting for these invoices to clear. But you've never seen it. Never seen it. Never even asked to look. And she knows exactly what's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, i got to go. Um, no. <laughs> what? Oh, man, uh, your, your story. We just had our 20-year anniversary. We're fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Once you've reached a certain amount, it's yeah. locked in for life. It's not like we were having a discussion on, well, 20 years, you'd consider that as... Uh, <laughs> as having made it. Yeah, we made it. So wrap, wrap things up. Okay, guys, i got to go. <laughs> 13, 10, 60. Did you get an exit account going, and I don't know, maybe you want to say, I've got one, just in case things aren't great. Uh, I've got one on the go. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Search your mind and find a secret. Life's greatest secret. I have a delicious secret. Talking about secret bank accounts, because they have revealed that the report uh, on separation, that we spend a whopping $45 million each year on divorce fees. They have said that people are better off, like they're happier, the kids are happier when they separate. But it's just that initial phase where you need to spend so much on legal costs to get through. Mm. And also wondering, once you're, if you've been married for, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, your finances are very intertwined, <clears throat> you know. So some people worry, will I have enough um, once I go out on my own for that sort of six-month, 12-month period? Because isn't it sometimes that you can get someone else's super? Is yeah. it like now or is it delayed? Well, I think it would be in settlement. It'd be once you come to an agreement, because I've known friends who've been divorced and one person has said, uh, well, I'll keep all of my super, but you can have the property. Right. Other, it's rather like you than... Because I was like, how did they get it out earlier? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they, they definitely manage that. Because you think if there's been a, one of the parents been at home for 20 years raising children and not yeah. working, they don't have super. Yeah. So. Anonymous is on the line. Um, you had a separate bank account? Yeah, yeah. I found out um, about six months before we separated that my ex at the time had already been taking money out and um, putting money into his own account. Mm. So I kind of started my own and then <sighs> pulled the pin about six months later. How did you find out that he'd been doing it? Um, I don't usually check the finances and I was just checking the mortgage repayments and realised that he was um, paying the mortgage and then taking the money out of the mortgage once the repayments had been settled. Oh, okay. And would have you been able to cope with the separation, I'm talking about like legal costs, if you didn't have that bank account? Um, Probably not. I would have had to ask my family for some support because of my job. It's a casual job because I had kids as well and like you said, you don't really... Their income is the primary income. That's just the way it is. To mm. me, did, did um, that the money that he saved and the money that you saved did that take get taken into account at settlement, like added into the whole lot, or that that was oh. no? Because pretty much that went straight to lawyers. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. yeah. I, 
wonder if he was like, oh, I've been saving up secretly for this holiday. She's going to love it. What yeah. happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an eternity ring. Oh. <laughs> yes, an eternity away from each other. It's an eternity ring. I misspelled that. Uh, Ange in Springfield Lakes. Uh, bank accounts to started. Have you had one? Um, yes. What definitely. Um, you- we didn't get divorced. Like We were together for 18 years, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's where I started. It seems like a, like a prenup, you know, that it feels like a, a negative thing to be able to start. But did you, like, start it just as a precaution because you're that sort of um, girl or did you start it when they started to get cracks in the relationship? Um, I started as a precaution. Like, I knew that was coming yeah. and I just wanted to be, like, prepared because I've got kids and, you know, you've got to do things like that. You've got kids. How much did you have in it at the time when you separated? Um, 14000 Okay. which did, is not much, but... How much did the legal um, fees cost? Um, we'd never got divorced, so we weren't married. Oh, okay, uh, right. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's a long-term yeah. relationship. But that, that but can you sometimes need that to set yourself need, yeah. up. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and like, you know, people shouldn't feel guilty about doing it either. Mm. You know, you have to you have to look after number one. That is true, and especially like you said, Ange, you had to think about, I guess, the kids. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And yep. what about the uh, the stat that Abby read out that eighty six percent of people say they're happier for having separated? Are you in that boat? Are you glad that it'll happen? In that boat, yep. Yeah, in the boat. Rowing the oars, picking up friends on the way. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B one hundred and five. Some breaking news right here in Brisbane, which I guess we've all been keeping our fingers and toes crossed, we wouldn't get this day. We're still going to hear more details about it, but yes, there has been a positive test um, from a teacher that teaches at Parklands Christian College, um, a private school in Logan. Uh, They said they came back from interstate travel, Mm. uh, but a woman has been confirmed. And we hear that they've shut down the school for a deep clean, but we don't know if she did isolate since returning. We, we're going to find out more details. But let's also, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. This is still not um, community transmission, so, you know. Absolutely right. That's right. There's only one. She was um, tested positive late yesterday. So if anyone, I've heard, seen a couple of comments of people saying, "Why didn't they announce it yesterday?" But they'd um, they didn't get their test results till later in the day yesterday. Thirteen ten sixty. We did say you can remain anonymous, but are you a parent um, from the school? How did you find out the information? We do have anonymous. You got an email late last night. Yes, it was like nine fifteen last night. We got an email saying that. Someone had been tested positive, but we didn't know if it was a student, teacher, or someone who visited the school. Mm. And they said that you are not able to attend the school. Did they give an indication of what time, how long the period will be? All we got was another separate part of the email saying the school was closed tomorrow for a deep clean, Mm -hmm. but we don't know anything else, that a testing centre was going to be opened up later in the afternoon in the sports hall. Mm-hmm. but that's it. I'm finding out more from the media than I am from Queensland Health or the school that apparently it's a teacher. And, We've been, yeah. We did try and contact Stephen Miles, uh, and we have quite a great relationship with him and his office, um, and he's been great to us over this pandemic. So he is in a briefing um, as we speak. So that's why we, we couldn't get him on this morning. So I, I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if very shortly he has his information that um, that comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, anyone at the school who's not feeling well or showing symptoms should self-isolate as well. Mm. So your your child, what grade are they in there at the school? Um, there's three. So they're across primary to high school because it's a prep to grade 12 school. Right. Oh, okay, yeah. So they, there's about 650 students. Yes, so I don't know if they're meant to be quarantined or whether it's just primary or high school. Um, yeah, see, uh, I yeah. guess they haven't opened yet. I mean, the school ground. So I reckon they'd be waiting for more communication from Queensland Health to then make an assessment. Because yep. you've got to remember how many people may have been in contact with this mm-hmm. teacher. It might be limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's just nervous yeah. the ifs and buts, isn't it? Yeah. It is. And no one, not we just don't know because I'm like do we go see grandparents do we I don't know what we do like mm. can we go to work it's yeah Mm, good point. I'm. I'm. Don't work for Queensland Health, very obviously. But I would say you're probably best to stay home. I. I know here at our work, mm. if that was the case, we have a very strict policy. People stay out of the office, which mm. I. Know, which I know is going to be tough for you, anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I've, luckily, we've got one parent at home that's still working. Mm. But yeah, it's just the ifs and buts. No, mm. not knowing and yeah. 
who we've been in contact with before. Like, if this teacher had contact with them yesterday, then where have we been last night where yeah. maybe potentially we've contacted other people? Yeah. Okay, it actually, it probably would be a good idea for you to sit down with your family now and probably write down all of those locations and times while they're fresh in your mind. Have you got the app? Have you got the app, Anonymous? No, I don't. <laughs> well, they did say that there is going to be, like we said, there's going to be at the sports centre there this afternoon uh, for members of the Parkland Christian College community that are able to go and get tested for COVID-19. So I think they're going to update you shortly. Hopefully. That would yeah. be great. Oh. All right. Well, good luck with the kids Don't worry about homeschooling home today. today. It's just a TV, oh, iPad God, day, okay? Yeah, the last yeah, thing yeah, on my yeah. mind. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, you know, if they say you guys are shut for six weeks, I'm, I'd be giving up on 2020. My son's going to become <laughs> really good at Fortnite. Fortnite. They'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for calling. Um, we know it's a stressful time. Um, and if you hear any more information, please call through to our hotline. Um, we'd love to hear from you. 13 10 60. Anything we get, and when we get word from Stephen Miles, we'll get it on the air. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Bucks, it's back. God, I love saying that. I'm so glad. $10,000, seven and eight every single day. We've got uh, your letters for tomorrow if you want to get amongst us. Yes, your letters for tomorrow are S and B for son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Stab Abby and Matt's $10,000 Alpha Bucks. Brisbane's B105. Yeah, $10,000 at 7 and 8 every single day. Make sure you flick us on early, though, and stay with us all morning because half an hour before each game, we give you answers to make it even easier. Fingers crossed. I'd love to give away 10K right now. So would I. To Jamie from Alex Hills. Morning, Jamie. Oh, good morning. Hey, you are maybe 30 seconds away from walking away with $10,000. What would you use that money for? Uh, I would definitely put it towards a house deposit. Smart. Yeah, sensible. All right, you know how this is going to work. Abby is going to give you a letter. Every answer has to start with that letter. Say pass if you don't know. We can only accept each answer the once, okay? Yeah. All right. K for kilo. That's your letter. Here we go. Name a salad ingredient. Um, pass. Name a dog breed. Um, pass. Name a chocolate brand. Kit Kat. Name a country. Uh, pass. Name a genre of music. K-pop. Name an ocean animal. Uh, pass. Name a TV show. Um, pass. Name a tech technology device. Uh, pass. Name a sport. Pass. Oh, oh I'm so nervous. Oh, I know. Yeah. You got $100. $100? That's good. $100 you didn't have, Jamie. That's amazing. (laughs) I'll go through the few you passed on. A salad ingredient, you could have had kale. Nobody likes kale. Now you've got another reason to hate it. Uh, Name a breed of a dog. You could have had kelpie. Uh, Country, you could have had Kenya. Uh, ocean animal, you could have had killer whale, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They totally slipped my mind. Mm, they do. Uh, TV show, you could have keep up with the Kardashians as well. But 100 bucks coming uh, your way. That's awesome. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Thank 10 grand you. every morning, 7 and 8 a.m. We are frothing to give away this money, so make sure you listen 30 minutes before each game to get answers to make it even easier. Our $10,000 Alpha Bucks back here at B105. Uh, Russell Crowe's ex-wife, Danielle Spencer, is on the air with us next. Are you going to bring up the, the whole Russell Crowe thing? Do you get, like, you and still feel embarrassed about the interview? It was one of the most humiliating moments of my life. Oh, well, that's this, good. This interview with Russell Crowe. Let's replay it. And I, I do have the audio of it. And I watched, because there's a clip of it online. Mm. And I wanted to vomit. <laughs> And is I it, still want to vomit. Is a clip of it online? Is it like 20 most embarrassing interviews <laughs> countdown? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be happy if I made one of them. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hi, I'm Danielle Spencer. Danielle Spencer. Danielle Spencer. Small Town Boy, it is out now. It is uh, the brilliant song from Danielle Spencer, and she joins us on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're good. I love how much music is coming out at the moment, and it must be one of the only positive things that's come out of COVID because people have had, I guess, more time to produce it. But have you been working on it for a while? Yeah, I've, I've actually kind of worked on that project before we went into lockdown. 
um, and that's a, a covers project. But then during lockdown, I've I've finished writing a solo album as well. So I think this time has been probably good for creatives, not so good for the other people who are locked in. But at least if you can sit and tinkle on the piano and write songs, you feel like you're achieving something. Yep. <laughs> at least you went through with it, though, Danielle. When I found out we were going into lockdown, I went to Bunnings and bought a lot of stuff to do, you know, some DIY work around the house. I was going to learn Spanish. I was going to get yeah. fit. Good idea. At the end of lockdown, yeah. I returned it all and got my money back. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Did you have to do homeschooling? Yeah. My, my boys were actually pretty good. They're 14 and 16, and both of them were fairly independent with it, so I didn't have to kind of slave away over their shoulder. They, they kind of handled it pretty well themselves, so I can't complain about that. I know previously you were, you know, with them younger, it was hard for you to be able to, to tour because you wanted to be able to, to be home with them. Now they're a bit older, nobody's allowed to tour. Yeah. No, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, hypothetically, in the future. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about this on the show a, a few weeks ago about um, when you can leave your kids alone uh, by themselves at home and it really felt, remember it felt to like, he's the eldest but I wouldn't leave him but she's 12 and I would be fine to leave her because she's more mature. Yeah. Is there one of your boys you'd be like, oh, nah, don't think I don't think I could do it? I, I felt a bit like that about my older son because... Um, I just wasn't sure if he would torment the younger one to death by the right. time I got home. He's, sort of, he's responsible, but he likes to torment the younger one a little bit here and there. But mm. um, turns out they're pretty good. I, I can leave them alone now, so, so that's good. Mm. Oh, I want to thank you for something, Danielle. And I reckon you probably wouldn't even remember it. It was on a red carpet um, when you were on, <laughs> and I don't think I've spoken to you since then. You were on a red carpet years ago uh, with Russell. This is his Russell most Crow. embarrassing moment. If you ever ask him, this is what he says, is the worst in his life. Yeah, and it was for, I can't even remember the name of the movie now, but it was a movie where um, Russell played a science professor. Beautiful, beautiful mind. mind. Beautiful mind. <laughs> you don't beautiful even mind. remember well, it. That because was where the problem hot, starts. I'm, well, no, this is, let me, let yeah, me explain okay, to you, yeah, yeah. is I wasn't meant to be there for the interview, someone else was, and they called in sick right before it. So I got the last minute call and I raced there with like a couple of minutes to go and you guys walked down the red carpet and I just grabbed the notes from the producer without even asking any questions, went straight to this, the, the kid would have been 19, went straight to this this question which was, you're a superhero in this movie. <laughs> Russell goes, no, oh. I'm a college professor. And I said, Really? <laughs> and at that point, he just tore me to shreds, and I was like, yeah, good point. He's like, if you have more friends in the industry, you'll get invited to premieres, and you'll be able to see it and stuff. And I'll never forget you standing there going, well, he's about to go inside and watch the movie. And I looked at you like, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I can see totally why you would have found that a little embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't sound, doesn't sound like it was your fault. At all. I appreciate um, that. It was your colleague, your colleague who was at home sick. Let's blame it on them. Yeah, yeah. although yet do you realise that Russell Crowe is still saying, my worst interview, well, I'll tell yeah. you, on the red carpet. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was just, it was yin and yang, and I can understand why Russell was annoyed because he's, he's made the time, and then you're there as well, and you were looking, the, the look you gave me was so sympathetic, like, <laughs> oh, you poor thing. <laughs> you know, here he is, it's like I was a work experience, and it was like, I was like, I might cuddle her, she might give me a hug, I think. <laughs> I think I would have. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, Danielle Spencer, Small Town Boy, your new single. It is out now. Thank you so much for your time. Great to talk to you. Lovely to talk to you guys. And if you want to have a uh, good laugh about that, I'm going to play you that audio from that Russell Crowe interview next. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. In a world. Where celebrities are untouchable gods. Where junior radio hosts just want to be funny. Where a little bit of preparation would have made things a whole lot better. This summer, the ultimate movie. Maddie Acton's worst interview ever. Thank you to Adrian for that dramatic build-up. All right, take us back. How old were you? What was the year? 
It was 2006, I believe. So you were 10? I'm 33 today. So what What was that? 14 years ago. You did the math? Cool. Early 20s. Um, so uh, you weren't supposed to do this interview? Charlie Robinson was oh. meant to do this interview. Oh, it was High Five. That's right, from High Five. She was doing the gossip show on the radio station at the time. And mm. I was just, like, I'd only just newly started at this Sydney radio station. And I was... The filling guy, the mm. eager one. That if you just rang him, I would turn up. I was called a floater, is what they call them in radio, <laughs> which is a terrible name in itself. <laughs> but you float everywhere and do what people tell you to do. Yes. So it's a Sunday morning. I get a call saying, Charlie's sick. She can't do this red carpet interview with Russell Crowe. Can you go and do it? I'm like, she's hungover. They're like, no, she's sick. Sure. So I turn up to this interview with five minutes before he walks down the red carpet, right? Mm-hmm. And there's another producer there. Um, his name was Tim Dunlop. Oh, yeah. Oh, we know Timmy. <laughs> You'd know Tim. Tim was just as young. He was younger than I was. Wow. And he goes, all right, here comes Russell. Here's your microphone. Here's the cameraman. Here are your notes. And just hands me this, like, um, A4 piece of paper. And it had, I reckon, 40 questions on it. And did you know what Beautiful Mind was about at all? Well, we, t- We've just discovered while you were away there mm. that he even got that wrong. A Good Year was the name of the movie. <laughs> if it was A Beautiful Mind, he would have been 12. Yes. So it was A Good Year was the <laughs> no, name it wasn't. of the movie. <laughs> no, it was, it was a bad <laughs> year for me. He, Russell Crowe, walks down with his wife at the time, Danielle Spencer, um, and I, it had just been sort of after the whole phone thing at the hotel, and I was already petrified because it's Russell Crowe. Yeah. So I just throw a dart at the list of questions that... Uh, Tim, the producer, gave me and go, question 28, boom, that's the opening one. Now, what was the role that he was playing in A Good Year? Uh, well, he plays a, um, uh, a man who impulsively buys the chateau where he grew up and decides to renovate it. A delightful romp directed by Sir Ridley Scott that no one really saw. Well, I didn't get a chance to go to the premiere. Usually you go and watch the movie before you interview people so you know about the movie. Clearly, I was exposed here. You're an action hero in this one, apparently. Do you feel no, like you're an action hero now? Not at all. I'm an English professor an from a community college, yeah. But you've been labelled an action hero. Do you feel, no, feel like that? No, by you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely... I mean, renovation's kind of action-y. Uh, he's definitely not an action hero. So in, I, in other people one. have called you that. No, mate. No. Not even going to buy that just, one. Just you. Yeah. So I don't have all the audio. I've only dug up what I could find on the internet. From there, he says to me, and I, I'm not lying. I remember the words. I wish I had the audio. He goes, hey, mate, when you get more friends in this business, you'll get invited to movie screenings and you'll know about the movies you're talking about. Yeah. At that point, I had to make a decision. Do I try and be a jerk back to Russell Crowe and be mm. like staunch or do I just carry on like it's all going to be fine um, he starts to suggest things that I should ask him about from the movie okay. of which I haven't seen you'll, you'll dig the tap dancing scene uh, thank you I'm really looking forward to that now in the what film of Kant in, in the film <laughs> you are <laughs> are you just powering through the interview yeah, yeah. no yeah. that's fine uh, let's move on to the I was like yeah tap dancing scene was he starting to look around at this point like where else should I be going no I, I, oh, I think he's enjoying no. himself that's the problem there, I was like he'll leave in a minute there is no tap dancing scene in the film <laughs> he's like I got this kid yeah I'm into him. So I'm like, okay, what's something generic? Mm. <laughs> generic as. And during this, Danielle Spencer's looking at me, looking at him like, I can oh, hear a giggling. This poor kid. So I'm like, this will be generic as. He can answer this. Of course, you live in half Australia, half in LA. Um, what do you miss about home when you, when you go back to the States? We don't live in America, mate. We only live in Australia. Well, you spend a lot of time over there when well, you're depends, filming. That's what I'm trying to say. Are yeah. you trying to catch me out really badly on this interview? Time, isn't he? <laughs> He's not making it easy. Do you want me to talk about the rabbitos? <laughs> you, have you realised your voice has oh just gone so, so high? You should see the first time you spoke. You're like, hey, bro. Hey. So uh-huh. he'd only just bought the Rabbitohs as well. And mm. I was like, oh, that's it. I'm going to footy. And he's like, he did, he did it, whatever wow. bar of it. When you stuff up in life, it echoes in eternity. Oh, so, that is so embarrassing. So, you know, like, just continue with the American theme and put a bit of your own personality on it, Matt. So what do you miss about home when you are overseas? Interviews with me would be one of the things that you would miss, Top wouldn't it? List, yes. When you're over there? I'm definitely going to miss them in the future. When, when you're chatting to CBS and stuff? <laughs> Go and sit down, I'll be missing you. It's, it's just feeling his way. He's about to oh. see it. Right. Oh, don't be like that. <laughs> don't, don't be like that. Oh, oh, we got to get him on. <laughs> and then I was like, I've at this point, I've thrown away the questions. Mm. Thank you, Tim Dunlop. And I was like, 
he was he's he's a pretty fit guy. He's lost some weight for this role. I remember like that was a thing. People talking about the fact he'd lost weight. Maybe I can become his buddy. Now um you could be my gym buddy. You can come along with me when I pump iron. You're a funny bloke. <laughs> exactly. Mate, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us on the red carpet. We'll see you in there at the premiere. I never thought your voice could get higher, but it just did. Oh, man, I feel we sick. We can go and pump iron. I mean, I've never been to a gym. Yeah, when did you ever pump iron? You're funny. Oh, so, wow. Man, I'm If someone dying. says, you're funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, you're funny. Completely. Oh, funny. that's so awkward. We should, we, we should go I through. I want to hear it all again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the podcast will be up this afternoon. Get Let's a, go get through our files and see, find our each of ours. No. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. The coronavirus. The coronavirus. Coronavirus crisis. A health emergency that's now made its way to Australia. Yeah, there has been a positive um, test at a Logan school, Parklands Christian College. Uh, a teacher has tested positive. They are doing a deep clean and it is shut down at the moment. And apparently they are doing fever clinics this afternoon at the sports centre there for anyone that's concerned and wants to go and get tested. It's our first case in months here in Queensland and, and I feel we've got the sense of we're through it. Mm. Um, but Victoria very much is in the thick of it at the moment and we're going to speak to Abby right now who is a clinical nurse and a specialist in emergency at the Royal Melbourne Hospital. Uh, thank you for taking the time to speak with us this morning. What's No worries. Thanks for having me. What's it like for you every day going to work in, in the middle of what's happening there in Melbourne? Yeah, look, it's quite challenging. Every day we're seeing just increasing presentations of very unwell COVID patients and the community transmission that's increasing in the community is kind of reflecting what's coming into the emergency department. So we're just uh, kind of dealing with it as we can. We've got awesome processes in place from an organisational perspective and the first wave allowed us to become prepared um, and now, sadly, due to this second wave, we, we are prepared, we have capacity to take care of these patients, but they're acutely unwell and I think the public misconception that this only occurs with the elderly is probably the biggest issue and frequently I'm triaging and looking after very sick 30 and 40-year-old patients with coronavirus. Mm. Abby, when you say that we are better prepared, is it to do with, I guess, there was a concern at the start that even you guys didn't have enough masks, you didn't have enough protection and there was not enough ventilators. Do you feel like... That is, we've now got enough of those that you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Especially the Royal Melbourne Hospital, we have incredible PPE supplies. We have rigorous PPE policies. So from a staff safety perspective, despite being aware of the risks we take being on the front line, we are extremely well supported. Uh, in terms of ventilators, I know that the hospital and the state put out a massive, um, you know, purchase of these ventilators. We do have the capacity uh, and luckily we made that capacity in the first wave that was eventually not required. Mm. So we are prepared for the second wave, but if we don't get on top of the community transmission, we are going to continue to see massive numbers and it will eventually saturate the emergency departments because people forget, despite having COVID-19 patients, we're still seeing regular sick patients. So the regular patients don't stop coming in just because of the pandemic. What would you say to everyone up in Queensland? I do feel like we were talking about there's a false sense of security here where we're like, oh, done, got we're like, through that. like, shut the borders and we'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be fine. Um, we all have of... very short memories, don't we? Um, yes. Realistically, I hate to say this, but have a look at Victoria and see where we are and what we're facing. And I know there's been a positive in Logan that's come in that must be quite shocking, but... Yeah. It's very basic interventions that can prevent you from becoming, I guess, what we are and what we're facing. So wear your mask, hand hand hygiene and practice social distancing. It sounds like a bit of autopilot, but it's so important to prevent the spread. So if you want to not end up down where we are, then honestly, it's the small interventions that count. How are you feeling when you watch the news and look online um, and you're a nurse, they're in emergency, you're on, on a resus shift, so you, you resuscitate people. How, how do you feel when you see these people going into Bunnings and getting into arguments with the employees about wearing their masks? Yeah, um, it's, it's hard to watch. It's disappointing because I sometimes wish that those people um, pay, perhaps paid a visit to the emergency room where we have patients that are critically ill and we have patients that aren't allowed visitors due to the risks of people being within the emergency department. 
I think we need to come together as a community rather than being separate. I don't think it's um, productive to point fingers at people that are, I guess, doing the wrong thing. Let's look at people doing the right thing and let's all come together because only with a collaboration of the community can we get on top of this. So perhaps thinking about everybody else rather than yourself is a good starting point. What about the other general uh, misconception out there that, and the one that people, a lot of people cling to, oh, this is no worse than the flu? Why, why are we picking yeah. up this sort of stink? This is no worse than the common flu, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of confusing because coronavirus is a relatively new virus and we're still learning about it every day. And we're seeing major complications associated with this virus. And that's not just in the elderly. These are in young, otherwise well, 30-year-old people. And it's proven to be highly contagious. And I just can't fathom People saying it's just the regular flu. It's not. It's coronavirus. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And if you look around the world at Italy and other countries that have seen these huge waves, we don't want to end up there. So it's not just the regular flu. It's the midst of a pandemic. And I think if we start looking at it with that hat on, we may change public perception. Mm. Well, you're just about to uh, hit the emergency floor for an eight-hour shift. Yeah. <laughs> Back into recess, it'll be, it's, you, yeah, I'm very lucky. I love is it, job. Is it quite, I guess, nerve-wracking? I mean, it's your job and you, nurses and doctors do the most amazing job putting themselves on, on the front line. Does it always feel a bit like, oh gosh, friends have got it, you know, that are nurses yeah. and you yeah. constantly feel like you're going into another shift, it might yeah. be a shift where you get it? Yes, I have colleagues that have tested positive. I have friends um, that have also in the community and I have mentioned this probably before, I'm for the first time in 10 years, I've been doing this job for a very long time. I am aware of my risks, which is, um, I guess I've never been heightenedly aware of that in my profession, but I am aware that I'm on the front line. I am aware that I'm not just putting myself at risk, but the people I love that I come home to. But mm. like I said, the Royal Melbourne are incredible when it comes to staff safety and PPE. And I feel as protected as I'm ever going to be in this pandemic. So despite being um, alert, I'm not alarmed and I'm just privileged to be able to take care of people during this pandemic. Well, we're very lucky as a country to have beautiful people like yourself, Abby, who do go to work every day and, and put your own lives at risk because I think we'd be in a much worse situation if it wasn't for the amazing nurses and doctors in our country. So thank you very much. You're very kind. Thank you so much and stay safe. We Thanks, will. Uh, there Cheers. it is. Nurse uh, Abby, she is a clinical nurse uh, in the emergency at the Royal Melbourne Hospital. We'll have more on that case, that positive COVID case here in Brisbane that tested in Logan uh, coming Coming up uh, in the news. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. And that is it for us today. Can I have a chat about LinkedIn? Yeah. I know that people either are like, LinkedIn, I don't even use it. Oh, well, I've got an account. Oh, I've never checked it. Or you're like fanatical about it. Uh, a notification popped up and I was like, oh, okay, I'll click on it, right? And then I realised how many messages I have and... It's not a dating service, mm-hmm. so no. People pick up on it apparently now. No, they don't. I've heard that... But not so- with the messages I got. That did not work. I guess if that's right. your profession. Yeah, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe. It. But someone, a friend, or a, sorry, a linked message that I have, yeah. did a pregnancy announcement on oh. there. Isn't it for business only? Business? Generally. Do they yeah. get pregnant to their boss? No, they filmed their daughter finding out that they're having another daughter. Ooh, and put okay. that up. No, thanks, but no, thanks. Mm. Business only. Not Oof. pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if anyone's picked up, though. Oh, I'm sure someone someone said they had before. Anyway, 131060 or hit us a message if you've pulled someone on um, LinkedIn. Huh. Going to show you previous experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emails. Right. Mm. You know when you're dealing with companies via email. You might send a message and go, hey, I haven't received the code which you were going to send me or I haven't find, found the link or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then they give you attitude back and say to you, have you checked your spam folder? <laughs> yes. Mm. And you're like, no, because you were emailing me and that should come to my inbox. And then you come back again with attitude and you say, sometimes our emails go to spam. That's your problem, not mine. <laughs> because I don't check my emails and think, they haven't gotten back to me. Better go over to Spamsville and see if you <laughs> have gone to the wrong place. No. 
hope it wasn't here at Tech, our text. No, it wasn't <laughs> this establishment. You can't drive to the wrong location and blame the person who is in the right location for not being where you are. You sort your email out. <laughs> thanks. But no thanks. It is handy the opposite way, though. Sorry, I didn't get back to you. Found the... It is handy, yeah. Found the email in my spam folder. You went to spam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing I can do about that. <laughs> Parent-teacher interviews yesterday. Toddled up to the school. And uh, saw my daughter's teacher going into the room where the parent-teacher interviews were to begin. So I wandered in, sat down. She looked up and went, I'm sorry, we haven't started yet. It's at 3.30 and it's 3.25. So I'll leave. (laughs) 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 When you're in trouble from the teacher. Yeah, is that the notes? Rory's always too punctual, it's annoying. (laughs) At 3.30 a bell was rung. Oh. Do they make you sit down in the small chair? Yes. Yeah, it's, I, I, don't, I think they've got big chairs, but they're like, It's a power nah, play. You sit down on the little baby. <laughs> it was quite harrowing because I actually had Rory's school back. She was off playing in the playground, so I sat down on a small chair, put my bag next to me. Like, <laughs> 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 what have yeah, I done? Put your hand up when you wanted to <laughs> ask her a question. <laughs> Miss, I just have to go to the bathroom. I'm sorry, I haven't timed that well. So, I failed. Thanks, we're not. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hey, that's the podcast. Thank you so much, everyone, for downloading. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Oh, actually, yeah. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. I was just thinking yesterday in the barbershop, I had a 10 year old say to me, uh, Hey, Matt, I just mm. finished listening to the podcast. Um, oh, and a 10 year old? Yeah. Are we. And okay. Then it just made me realize that we play up on the podcast sometimes and we swear a little bit. So. Is there an age. No. Why did you guys tell me I'm allowed to say whatever I want on the podcast well, then? Legally, we can, but I guess morally, if morally we shouldn't. Well, we don't have it morals. hasn't stopped him listening, so. I know, but I feel keep bad up with the good his work. parents. Yeah. Oh, they'll be fine. Well, they let we him do listen. that adults only like podcast. Well, that's different. If we say it's adults only. Yeah, but come on. You used to be at home and it's like, all oh, right, you didn't go, well, time for me to go to bed as a 10 year old. Yeah. You'd still stay up and watch but it. We gave the warning. If there's just like a 10 year old part of the conversation and bang, we so drop an F-bomb. What we're saying is, thanks for listening. You can't sue. <laughs> yes. Stop, Abby and Matt. Get that fun feeling in the morning. Everyone.